0: Okay, little lady, listen up. Do you ever feel short and stubby in the pictures you take? You know, the kind where you're like, oh God, if she posts any of these full body shots, I will absolutely murder her in her sleep with a rusty butter knife. (laughs) Girl, I totally get it. Pictures can be rough for us short babes. But here's the thing. We can either allow pictures to flare up those negative body image issues or we can use them to boost our confidence. So what if I told you that the solution is not a crash diet or surgery, not avoiding cameras, and not using more filters and editing apps. Instead, the solution is mastering the art and science of posing. And guess what? I'm sharing my petite posing tips that consistently help me appear taller in pictures feel confident in front of the camera, book modeling gigs on the reg, and then sit back and watch that steady stream of likes come rolling on in. So inside my petite posing guide, you'll find 15 petite posing tips to help you confidently slay every photo opportunity. So whether you just wanna look a little leaner or you wanna get way more confidence on how hot you look, this one's for you, babe. Go to www.funsize.life slash posing to grab your copy now. Welcome to the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Safelli This podcast is your favorite place to learn about all things that revolve around health and wellness for females under 5'3". By listening to the Fun Size Podcast, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for weight loss, muscle building, eating, exercising, strengthening relationships, overall health, and so much more. I know that petite women like you don't just want to curate a rockin' little body of your dreams. You want to know how to eat right, work out smart, feel energized, have fun, boost your confidence, and how to move through life while continuing to maintain a lean physique, especially when things get messy. This podcast will always give you a dose of realness, practicality, and empowerment you truly need to develop the highest version of you and be proud to be petite. So subscribe now if you're ready for solo episodes from me and interviews from the best little guests around to support you on your mission to become fun-sized. a virtual nutrition and fitness coach, I wear many, many hats from teacher to content creator to marketer, model, tech support, and the list just runs on and on and on. But part of this job slash career also requires me to be a bit of a therapist more times than I would have ever thought. And it totally is just like the nature of the job because the people who are drawn to me and what I have to offer are usually the people who are struggling with something within themselves and usually nine times out of ten it's something deeper than just exercising and eating alone like most of us are dealing with something underneath the need to eat and work out better whether it's trauma or body shame or whatever it may be And I've been doing this for so long now that I can usually tell what's going on without a person ever explaining their past to me directly. It's like just the way that they speak or in most cases text, comment, whatever it may be. Um, So it's always this kind of like negative clause in a simple sentence. For example, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I like to ask questions in my captions and hear from all of you. But when I ask a simple question that is like, it just requires like a three word answer. And I get this sob story about she can't do or doesn't want to do or whatever. It may be just like kind of like this negative tone. I know immediately that she either lacks confidence or belief in herself. And it just fucking pains me to read those comments like it's almost like she's unconsciously asking for help but it's she's just so resistant to my help for whatever reason what's worse i think is that she's spreading negativity into me and into whoever else reads that comment without even realizing it like I feel like I am such a chameleon when it comes to other people's emotions. Like I've always been super affected by and consume the energy of the people that I'm around or that I'm with or that I'm in this case talking to, even if it's just via text comments, like not actually like seeing that person in person, but I just pick up on those things. And the first time that I realized this was with my ex-boyfriend. Like, I would be in such a happy mood to go visit him on the weekends, but then his, like, nearly depressed state would always bring me down. And I'd spend the whole weekend with him being down and kind of, like, meh, like, monotone and not really, like, not my happy-go-lucky self. So, I would I, I would do that and then like on Sunday I'd leave and go back to my apartment and like my environment and I'd be back to my bright little happy self and then I started to notice that it also happens when I go back to Long Island to visit my family and the longer I stay the more irritable I become and I love my family I really really do don't get me wrong like we have such a good time when we're together but there's something to be said about the irritability New Yorkers seem to have and I absorb it and I just fucking hate it because the negativity just like seeps into everything and becomes what I focus on and it drains me and like now looking back at my high school years I feel like I was always such a big bitch and always in such a mood. Granted, like, I was a bit of a angsty, rebellious teen who loved emo screamo music. I know, complete shock, right? But um, I moved to Florida. I think, well, I think moving to Florida, where the sun is always shining, was the best thing I ever did for myself and my, my mental health. Because people there just seem genuinely happier and the warmer and sunnier climate and I think that happiness has rubbed off of me and then I stopped living under this giant rain cloud and I was able to process my thoughts and emotions in a new way and with practice it just becomes easier for me to be more zen and level-headed and down to earth and kind of just like calm but I never thought that I was that type of person like growing up I never felt that way But anyway, enough about me, if you want to stop walking around with a constant rain cloud over your head, you have to take charge of your thought process about situations and about circumstances. Like, aside from moving to warmer climate, which I know is not something everyone can just go do tomorrow, there are a few things that have helped me kind of shift those negative thoughts to positive ones. So the most obvious one is ditching toxic people. Unfortunately, this one is not the easiest one. Um, my last relationship was so toxic, but I was so blind and completely unaware until it was, like, long over. As I was saying before, he was depressed all the fucking time. Little did I know that he was leading a double life and cheating on me, but he hid it underneath making me feel bad for him. Like... He put on this persona of being depressed so that I would feel bad for him. Um, And ditching him was hard because I didn't know that he was cheating and he made me feel like a bad person for like giving up on someone who's sad. Yeah, it was totally (laughs) fucked up. Like it was, it was a really fucked up situation and it's, it's really no wonder why my energy was being sucked out of me on the weekends. But my point is... This one is really, really hard to do, but once you do surround yourself with the right people, of the right energy, your thoughts will be more positive too, especially if you're a chameleon like me. Like now in my current relationship, it's amazing, he's always in a good mood, and I'm, it's really hard for me to be in a bad mood around him. Second is appreciate the good things in life right now. I get that it's really, really, really extremely hard to be happy when it feels like the world is just crashing down around you and nothing is going right, but there's got to be something, at least one thing in your life that's going good. So six months after I had broken up with my ex, I had found out that he had been cheating when his sister posted a congratulations to him and his new fiance. Like guys, I'm not kidding. (laughs) This is like the most like drama filled, it could have been a movie really crazy. I was at my lowest point though. Like, and despite having a successful online business that I had worked on in the months that I was newly single, um, and recently adopted my dog Goose, like things were going good, but I was a wreck and I didn't feel good enough. And that's about the time where I started doing those daily gratitude lists because it, it was really, helpful to just take my mind off the negative. So I'd wake up and the first thing I'd do in the morning was get a cup of coffee. And then I'd sit with my journal and I'd write a list of three things that I was grateful for. And it usually was like my business, my dog. And you know, like it was simple things that could take my mind away from anything that sucked. And, like, it really, when you do this, it really doesn't have to be anything deep. Like, some days, shit felt really, really bad. And, like, I'd write things like, I'm grateful for my bed, my car, and Oreos. Like, I kid you not. But something just to, like, something to be happy and, you know, grateful towards. And... Along with that same list, so right underneath that, I'd write out three affirmations to remind myself of how strong and capable I was on my own and how worthy I was of love because at that time in my life, that's what was kind of eating away at me. So, whether it was something like an inspirational quote or my favorite little mantra, which is, I'm exactly where I need to be, I use that one repeatedly, um, even when shit currently gets rough. I remember that. I'd say to in my head. Um, but yeah, so I basically I'd write these little mantras that I could repeat to myself in my head, um, over the course of the day to kind of help me think a little bit more positively. And on those times when I still felt like a failure or a burden or what have you, whatever it was, I would literally like take those words, cross them out and write the opposite even if I didn't think that it was true at the time. And I would still write them as practice, and eventually I would start believing them, and it became easier to write them and say them. It did take several months with these gratitude and affirmations to get to a good spot mentally where I felt like I didn't have to do them anymore. Um, So I'm definitely not as consistent as I was with it at that time, but I do pick it up when things start to kind of shift and go into that weird space, like especially around my period. I'm sure you guys are tired of me talking about that shit, but um, like times like that, I feel like that's when it does seem to come out and I start doing those little practices again, whether it's just in my head or I actually get my app out now and do it. But that, that does come back around when negativity starts to consume me. Um, but the thing is, like, negative thinking, you know, it's natural and it's normal and sometimes it's really, really, really helpful to catapult this forward. This happens to me a lot. I feel like um, when, you know, I start feeling really bad about my body, then it's easier for me to be like, okay, cut the shit. We're getting more serious about this and it's, It helps me adhere to my macros better because, you know, there's that kind of fire lit under my ass in a sense that I'm like, okay, this is my goal and this is what I want to achieve. So, and this is why I'm sticking to it because I don't want to feel these negative emotions anymore. So I always say like, when you feel those negative things, you've got to use them. When you mess up real bad, when you go off and you binge eat, you got to use that negative emotion that you feel after you binged. And use that to get yourself back on track. Um, so the goal isn't necessarily to eliminate negative thoughts or thinking completely. So don't ever judge yourself when you have those negative feelings. The goal is to remove the unnecessary negative thinking that hangs over you like a rain cloud naturally, normally, like I, man, I'm, again, I'm so glad I moved away from New York because I feel like when I'm there, like that rain cloud just sits over me and doesn't let up. Yeah, you don't want to be in that constant state. So it's important to recognize when it's happening and let those negative emotions flow through you and then you turn your focus purposefully into more empowering thoughts and intentions. As for me, I know that this therapist hat of my career is a non-stop, it's a constant, it's never going to go away. Um, I'm cool with that, I do enjoy it, but I do, I know I have to get better at not adopting other people's emotions, especially via the internet, because there's a lot of trolls out there, Um, there's always going to be the haters and negative people, but... We have the power to disarm the Debbie Downer, whether that be ditching the toxic person or calming the negative negativity down within us. It's possible, and I've definitely done it so far, and if I've done this much, then you guys can also do that much. I truly believe it. Like I said, I really think that I was a super negative bitchy person for a while, but... I'm zen. I'm cool. I'm calm. Most of the time. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I will catch you in the next one. If you enjoy this podcast or any of my funsize content, buy me a coffee and help me keep the content flowing. Just head on over to funsize.life slash podcast to become a supporter.